The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Micah Patra, running solo on this wonderful Thursday. It's May 6th. We got seven NBA games to talk about for tonight's main card. Feels like a little light slate compared to some of the ones that we've had all week, but it's never light when you have all the injury news and everything happening in the NBA right now. So as we always say, monitor the news, follow us on Twitter, do all that good stuff. So that way you can stay on top of it, hang out in the discord, get all that active information and be able to adjust the keys to success at the end of the season for the NBA season is being able to adjust. So got to get that out of the way real quick. And we got seven nice games to jump into. It's going to be a nice little fun podcast. Santino, I uh, had something come up last night, so we're recording this the morning of. I'm just going to fly solo, give my man the night off. He had a long one, but let's jump right into it. Got seven games to talk about. Quick shout out to our presenting sponsor, my bookie. You guys hear us talk about them on a daily basis, and it's because they're worth talking about on a daily basis. They are the number one bookie site out there. You guys head over there, and on your initial deposit, right when you sign up, see a little promo box, asking for a promo code. Type that promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and they will match you 50% on up to $1,000 on your initial deposit. So if you put in 1000 bucks on your initial deposit, they'll give you $500 for free to play with. That's free money, guys. Take advantage of the free money. Take advantage of the odd boost contest that they have going over there. And take advantage of their fully-fledged <clears throat> excuse me, casino platform. So head over to mybookie.ag. Check them out. Use that promo code HOOPBALL. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have... 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game on our hands. We have the Chicago Bulls traveling to Charlotte. They're taking on the Hornets in this one. As far as an injury report, Miles Bridges, Gordon Hayward, Cody Martin all ruled out. Devontae Graham is doubtful for the Bulls. Troy Brown Jr. ruled out. Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, both probable. So the days of Kobe White and Daniel Tice might be numbered uh, as value plays and guys that we are taking advantage of now with these big shooters back. But we'll start off with this Bulls team. Looking at Zach Levine. He's back. He's 9,100. He was in the COVID protocols. Now, what does this mean for Zach Levine? Um, you know, is he going to come out here and play 39 minutes? If we knew that at 9,100, he'd totally be worth it. I'm obviously just going to probably temper my expectations. You've heard me talk about this plenty of times with guys including Evan Fournier, Jason Tatum. We don't know if Zach Levine actually had COVID. We don't know. I'm assuming he might have. Uh, it was a 10 to 14 day protocol uh, outside of, you know, just having to provide a couple negative tests. But nonetheless, there's always some worry when the guy comes back from COVID, just knowing that it, it can affect them uh, for a while. And afterwards, some guys get over it really quickly. Some guys like Jason Tatum and Evan Fournier take a little while. So I'll probably just pass on spending 9100 And to be honest, I'm not paying the 65 for Kobe White with these guys back. And I'm probably not going to be paying. You, know, you could still probably get away with the 49 for Tice. It's not a terrible price tag. But a lot of the allure is out of there knowing that he's going to be playing alongside of Vucevic again. So you could still look at him. Uh, just a little, little uh, more underwhelming than he's been. On the Charlotte side of the ball, a lot more interested over here. Uh, you know, there's definitely a lot of guys that I'll be going to. I think a lot of guys that will be pretty chalky, especially in this Bulls matchup. Lamella Ball is coming in at 7,900. 
He's very, very much firmly in play. Uh, you know, this dude is going to dominate the usage down the stretch towards the end of the season. There's nobody on this team that will even compete in usage for him. Uh, if Devontae Graham is still out, he should be the primary ball handler. I have no problems looking at LaMelo Ball. Uh, I think I prefer him over Terry Rozier at 7,900. But if you want to play scary Terry, he's very much in play as well. He makes for like a good tournament pivot off of LaMelo Ball just because LaMelo Ball would likely be very, very chalky. Outside of those two guys, I still think that there's a little a little wiggle room over here. I'll look at McDaniels at 5,100, uh, knowing that there's going to be no Miles Bridges for the foreseeable future, uh, probably for the remainder of the season, knowing that there's only about a week or two left. Uh, this guy's going to have to play 30-plus minutes on a nightly basis. He's going to have to play a little bit of the wing. He's going to have to play a little bit of the four. Uh, P.J. Washington is going to be back. He missed that last game due to the birth of his child. He's expected to be back, so it's not like we're going to see McDaniels at center a whole lot. Um, and we could pretty much cross out Cody Zeller and Biombo knowing that Washington's back. So I don't think I'll actually let me pause. Let me pump the brakes. I was going to say, I don't think I'm going to go to Washington at 6,600, but if you're a narrative guy, birth of the child narrative is a real thing in the NBA. For some reason, guys just play well after they have they, the birth of their child. They're excited. They're happy. Got to spend some time with the fam. Uh, so yeah, I, if you want to ride that narrative street, sure. PJ Washington's right there for you. But for me, it'd be LaMelo Ball. And then I'll look at McDaniels as my two top options. Uh, Caleb Martin at 3,900 is a value if you need him. He might not play the same you know, 34 minutes he played in the last one because they might opt to use McDaniels a little bit more at the three. Um, they weren't able to do that in the last one. But still in play at 3,900. You know he's going to play probably uh, 28 to 32 minutes. Shot attempts will probably be close to the teens, if not in the teens. He's a decent play. So those three guys would be my primary, and then P.J. Washington and Rozier as secondary plays. So there we go. A lot of Charlotte guys I'm interested in, as you could tell. All right, we'll move on to the next game. 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Brooklyn Nets traveling to Dallas, taking on my Mavs. Really excited about this game. Chris Chioza, Spencer Dinwiddie, James Harden, all ruled out. Maxi Kleber, Kristaps Porzingis, Tyrell Terry, all ruled out. Um, I apologize, I didn't say the game total in the spread of the first game. It is a 216.5 game total for the Charlotte and Chicago game. Chicago favored by 2.5. This one is coming in at 233.5. Brooklyn favored by four points in this one. So there's going to be a lot of sauce in this. <clears throat> there's going to be a lot of action in this one. I think a lot of people are going to go to this game, and rightfully so. Kevin Durant coming in at 9-9. Never going to tell you not to play Kevin Durant. Um, I prefer him over Kyrie Irving. I don't even think I'll touch Kyrie. I'll, I'll be all over Kevin Durant in this matchup over Kyrie. That's probably the only guy I'll even look at on this side of the ball. You could maybe take a stab at DeAndre Jordan. Uh, it is a narrative for DeAndre Jordan. He's from Dallas. Uh, he also had that little time spent in Dallas. He also had a time when he burnt Dallas. There's a lot of things that go with DeAndre Jordan in Dallas. So he's worth keeping an eye on uh, just because, you know, guys like to play better in front of their home t- in front of their hometown. He's going to have friends and family. He might have a couple people in the stands. So keep an eye on it. Uh, it's definitely something that you can explore. Not like a smash chalk value play or anything like that. But I like a good narrative here and there as much as anybody else. So just Durant and DeAndre over there. On the Dallas side of things. Obviously, you know where I'm looking. It's going to be Luka Doncic. Uh, no doubt about it. I'm going to want some shares of Luka Doncic in this matchup. He's just an absolute beast. Anytime that we see two superstars go head-to-head, we generally see the game stay a little bit more competitive, a little bit more firepower, and a little more oomph. So I'll be playing some Luka Doncic at 10-9. There's a lot of guys that we could play on this slate. He's, Luka Doncic is not my favorite stud on this slate, uh, but he's definitely very, very viable. So. Outside of him, you know, we can take advantage of some of these guys in the front court, knowing that they're going to be without Kristaps Porzingis and Maxi Kleber. Uh, that's that's two major front court members. 
So if you want to take some stabs, at, you know, Dwight Powell, I think is a good option. You could look at a 3,500. He played 30 or 29 minutes in that last game, put up 34 DK points. Uh, not a guy that's going to load up the scoring column, but he'll get you the rebounds. He'll get you a couple blocks, a couple steals, things of that nature. And for a 3,500, decent center value. I think that's like, what, the third, third center value we've already talked about. That's it, though. Just Powell. Just Luca. And I wouldn't fault you if you want to take a stab at Tim Hardaway Jr. with how hot he has been. All right. We'll move on. 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Washington Wizards traveling to Toronto, taking on the Raptors. For the Raptors, Chris Boucher, Paul Watson, both ruled out. OG is doubtful. <clears throat> Excuse me. Gary Trent Jr., you'd want to be. Probable. Wizards on the second half of a back-to-back. They do not have an injury report out. 234-and-a-half game total. Toronto is favored by one-and-a-half points in this one. Again, another game. These early games are going to draw a ton of exposure, and rightfully so. It's not a game. It's not one of the slates where I'm going to get most of my exposure in the later games. Uh, Westbrook coming in at 11K. Sign me up. Yeah, he's my favorite guy on the slate. I'm, as long as this dude just keeps playing, as long as he's on the slate, I'm going to have interest in Russell Westbrook. He's the same price as guys like Luka, but we're guaranteed a triple-double. Might not have the same scoring upside as Luca. He does, but we don't see Russ probably drop 40 as much as we see Luca drop 40 or 35. But just having that triple-double floor, having that upside, knowing that this dude could just drop 80 on any given night, it's a matchup that we expect to be competitive. We're going to want exposure on both sides of the ball. It's everything that we're looking for in this one. So looking at Westbrook, sign me up. Uh, outside of him, we're going to have to keep an eye on Rui Hachimura. He missed Wednesday's game due to an illness. It was a non-COVID-related illness, so there's a decent chance that he'll be available in this game. But if he's not, we could take a look at Davis Bertans coming in at 3,600. He'd be a nice, solid value play. Pretty much secure his minutes in the high 20s. He'll get some extra volume. Never a guy that's going to play 36 or 38 minutes. It's just health-related things that they don't want to run him out there that long. But regardless, decent option for a, a, a nice volume volume score. On the Toronto side of things, we do not have uh, Pascal, <clears throat> excuse me, Pascal Siakam, Fred VanVleet, or Kyle Lowry on the injury report. So we can expect all these guys to play. They're all in play. They're all comfortable price tags. Pascal Siakam's probably my favorite coming in at 8,100. This dude's just been taking a boatload of shot attempts, playing a boatload of minutes. He's played at least 30 minutes, 38 minutes in all three of the last three games. Uh, in two of those games, he's taken at least 24 shot attempts. So the volume's there for him. The matchup's there. They have nobody in their front court that can stick with Spicy P. Sign me up. He's probably my favorite out of the three Raptors guys. And if I had to choose an alternative, I mean, Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lauer, both these guys are splitting hairs. I think both of them are absolutely in play. I'd probably lean more Van Vliet. But both of them absolutely rock-solid plays. Ken Birch coming in at 5,400. He is in play as well. Probably not as much tournament or GPP upside as those other guys. But again, we know how weak this Washington front court is. We know that the pace is going to be played quickly. Rebounds should be available. Those three guys, or actually four guys, are all very much in play for me. I'll keep them all in my player pool. All right. We're just cruising. And I apologize. I don't know if some, some people love the, the, the lightning fast podcast. Some people want me to drag it out a little bit. So maybe they have a longer car ride. They want to hear me tell a fun story. I doubt that. If Santino was on the show, he'd probably, you know, firmly stand against you guys wanting to hear me talk more. But uh, I'm, I'm kind of just cruising through this one. It's, it's the morning of, you know, I, I, when you have a nice night, clear night to look over the slate and you wake up the next morning, it's a little easier just to kind of blaze through a show. You got your notes. I am riding solo, so there's no one to argue with me and tell me that my plays are going to stink. So for all those reasons, this show might be over in 25 minutes, and I apologize. Maybe I give you a, enough time to, you know, maybe stop and grab a coffee, too. 
Memphis Grizzlies traveling to Detroit, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Detroit, the home team. The Pistons, Hamlin Diallo, Jeremy Grant, Josh Jackson, Corey Joseph, Rodney Bagruder, Mason Plumley, Dennis Smith Jr. They're all ruled out. Wade Ellington's questionable. Bilateral calf strain. Hamlin Diallo has been cooking, but he's missing this game due to personal reasons. Memphis Grizzlies on the second half of a back-to-back after John Morant just exploded in the last night's game. Great call, Keith. Keith was all over John Morant. Keith probably cashed out pretty well. Two eighteen and a half game total. Memphis being favored by ten points. John Morant coming in at eighty five hundred on the second half of back to back. It's an absolutely fantastic matchup. You know the spread. It's ten points. It could get out of hand, sure, but I, I'm not. I'm not going to play this game like it's going to blow out. I just don't want to pay eighty five hundred for John Morant. That's what it comes down to for me. Would it fault you if you did? Just not something I'm really feeling. Uh, Grayson Allen, he ended up getting ruled out due to an abdominal strain. He got removed from Wednesday's game early. Uh, did not return. Would not expect him to be available in this game. With that being said, Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton, both these guys get bumps. Desmond Bain coming in at 3,600 makes for an absolutely fantastic value play. He's had two great games in a row now. I'm all over him. I'm probably going to play a ton of, De- a ton of Desmond Bain in this one. Uh, and Anthony Melton as well, if you want to go with the less chalky guy with a little bit more volatility, he's probably got more upside as well. Uh, but obviously, you know, we just never know Anthony Melton's minutes. Uh, this coaching staff seems to love and hate him. It's a love-hate relationship, but that's probably the only two guys I'm looking at. I'm going to go with the value in this one. Take advantage of Grayson Allen sitting, getting some value. On the other side of the ball, looking at Detroit. I mean, with all these guys injured, it's kind of hard to say none of these guys. Like, you can't just play off. They really, if... Uh, if Wayne Ellington gets ruled out, they really just don't have guards. Uh, we should probably end up seeing three main guards, Killian Hayes, Frank Jackson, Saban Lee. They're all technically point guards. It's traditionally what they play. Uh, so one of them is going to have to play the two, probably be Frank Jackson. But they should all see at least like, you know, 28 minutes is what I would assume. Uh, I think they're all in play. If I had to pick one of them to play, I would probably lean Frank Jackson over Killian Hayes. Uh, just because I think Killian Hayes would draw more ownership. And I think Frank Jackson... Uh, maybe he doesn't have a similar floor, but their ceilings are pretty similar. And then Saban Lee, he'd just be a rock solid value play if he'd eat at 3,400. Those three guys, very, very much in play. But again, if you want to take shots at Sadiq Bey, if you want to take shots at Isaiah Stewart, some big stew, I uh, wouldn't fault you there. Uh, you know, anybody with the nickname Beef Stew is just going to be an absolute tank. He's been slowing down as of late. We haven't been seeing the monster games from him. But we know that he's capable of them. So he's probably only a GPP option. You don't want to pay 6500 for a guy that put up 18.5 DK points. That won't feel good. So, you know, maybe maybe avoid him in cash. We've already talked about plenty, plenty of center options that you could use as staples for your cash lineups. Get the value in there. Spend up on some of these other guys that we've talked about. You know, your Lucas, your Westbrook, your Durants. That's probably the approach I'll end up taking. And then I think Seku, uh, very much in play as well. He's been just playing a boatload of minutes, 30-plus minutes over the last two games. Double-digit shot attempts over the past four. So there's a lot of a lot of value in this game and a lot of value that we've already talked about on this slate. So with that being said, load up your stars and scrubs. That's probably the way this is going to look. All right, guys. Only three games left. So feels like a good time to take a quick pause. Take a deep breath. If you guys have a second, you want to give me a follow on Twitter. You can find me at Michael Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Really appreciate the follows. If you've got any questions, you want to shoot me some love, some messages, whatever it may be, that's where you usually find me. That's where I'm probably the most active. I think i got an Instagram out there, but I, you know, I don't do much on that thing. And then give us a thumbs up, five star, subscribe, rate, review. 
We really appreciate that, guys. It means a lot to us when we go in there, check our Apple podcast, kind of see that we got some new feedback. Uh, we live off that feedback. That's how we keep growing. That's how we get better. So if you got something you want to say, if we maybe we want your money. Maybe you, we've done a great job. Hey, maybe you want to see us improve on something. Whatever it might be, we take the constructive criticism and we try to get better. Let us know. Leave us a review. Five-star, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen, and subscribe. So, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. We have the Atlanta Hawks traveling to Indiana. They're taking on the Pacers. No injury report. Both teams on a back-to-back. But we have a 240-and-a-half game total. Basically, the Pacers just been, ever since they lost Miles Turner, they just let everybody score. No big deal. We'll score two, but score as much as you want. Uh, and the Hawks are favored by five points in this one. So starting off with this Hawks team, Trey Young looks like he's been rolling. Uh, I'm not going to tell you not to play him at 9,400. I just probably won't play him myself. Uh, no fault to anybody. He makes for a great, great tournament play. He's absolutely cooked the Pacers this season. He's averaging 50 DK points against them. So I don't say he's not in play. I just I try to be realistic when I do these shows. And I try to be realistic with the people that are listening. And I don't like to recommend players that I just personally don't see myself having any ownership in. Seems counter counterproductive uh, to say, hey, go play this guy, but I'm not playing him myself. So he's in play. I just don't, as of right now, you know, as I'm recording this the morning of, I said this plenty and plenty of times. If you actually have the same lineup in the morning that you have towards locks, so you're doing something wrong. Things are going to change drastically. So maybe I do end up on him uh, based on position scarcity or whatever it may be, money left over. But as of right now, he's not a guy that's uh, a primary focus of mine whatsoever. Outside of him, you know, you can take a look at John Collins. He's been playing well, not so much over the past few games because they've been blowouts, but when he gets the minutes, he's been playing well. It's just tough to pay that six dollars $800 price tag for a guy that is barely getting the rebounds over Clint Capella. On the other side of the ball, though, we have to monitor some news still. Malcolm Brogdon sat out Wednesday's game with his hamstring injury. Decent, decent chance he could sit out this game as well. Regardless, you're not paying nine k for Malcolm Brogdon on this slate. I don't care if it's going against Trey Young and the Hawks. Easy, great matchup. We're still not doing that. Just a little too expensive for me. As well as Jeremy Lamb, Emnett Sumner, uh, Jakar Sampson, all these guys missed. So we're going to have to monitor the news. Goga is back. You heard me correct. Goga is back. He played 20 minutes in Wednesday's game. It's a back-to-back. He was dealing with an ankle injury, so there's a decent chance he might be limited or even ruled out in this one just to keep him fresh for the next one. But keep an eye on it. It's a value play at center again. Yeah, I wouldn't expect him to play more minutes in the second half of a back-to-back, but maybe keep an eye on it and keep a star next to his name for that next game. That might be the one that you want to target some Goga. But nonetheless, he's in play. He's a great point-per-minute producer. We know what he can do. So for me, Sabonis, 10-4. He's the top dog here. He'll continue to be the top dog here. It's no no, no fault if you want to pay the 10-4. I think I prefer to spend it on some other guys, but his power forward eligibility is usually the reason I would look at him. Uh, if I need to spend up a power forward, if I just don't like my power forward options, I'll do that. You know, sometimes even if I think Luca's going to score me 75 and I think, you know, I, uh, Sabonis might score 70, taking the five-point hit for and saving the $500 and getting that position scarcity is huge. Sometimes that's how your construction comes down to. You'll hear me talk about that all the time, position scarcity. Some, I don't like the forward position a lot of times, especially small forward. But sometimes power forward will give me some trouble where I'm just not loving the options or the price tags where, you know what, I'll toss my hands in there. I'm just spending up. McConnell, another guy at 5,800. He'd be the guy I look at probably the most if we see that Brogdon and the rest of these wings are rolled out. I feel the most comfortable with him. And I don't think I could pay 87 for Lafer. I get it. He's a baller. Don't get me wrong. I just don't feel like doing it. I'm not going to do it. All right. Two games left. 10 p.m. 
Eastern Standard Time game. OKC Thunder traveling to Golden State, taking on the Warriors. Warriors on the second half of a back-to-back, no injury report. OKC, Lujan's door is questionable. Shea Gildas-Alexander, Mike, Mike Muscala, Alexiv, Pakuveski, all ruled out. Pokuveski, I apologize. 227.5 game total. Golden State favored by 13.5 points. So that should tell you pretty much all we need to know about this game. If you are game script to get the state close, you're going to want some action on both sides. Don't just play Golden State, guys. Um, this game could easily get out of hand. We could see limited minutes from Steph and Draymond. We might not see them play a fourth quarter if it gets there. But nonetheless, I'm not going to cross it out completely. We've seen this OKC team be scrappy before in the past. They can hang in some games that they're not supposed to. Now, am I going to build all my lineups based on that game script? Absolutely not. There's still risk associated with this. But I'm not just going to completely fade it either. If I'm looking at any of these guys over here on uh, the OKC side of the ball, I'll probably look it at Baisley. I don't think I'll play Mallet on. You know, Dort, if you were to play, he'd be an option. Uh, but it, it would be mostly Baisley, and it would be a circumstance where I'm not game stacking this, but I might run Baisley back with some Draymond or Baisley back with some Curry. I just don't see myself doing it too, too much based upon the fact that I said I liked, like, you know, Sabonis more than Curry. I like Luka more than Curry. I like Durant more than Curry. I like Westbrook more than Curry. So for all those reasons, I don't see myself landing on this game too, too, too much. But I just wanted to give my feel. I just don't think it's going to be an absolute blowout either. On the Warriors side of the ball, you heard me mention the guys I like. Draymond, Curry, sure. Uh, you know, I prefer other guys over Curry, but Draymond's firmly in play for me. That's probably it. Uh, I don't want to pay the 5500 for Bazemore. It's no longer really a value, despite playing 30-plus minutes over the past like week or so. He can get it done with the steals and everything, but even when he has one of his nice steals games, you're looking at probably like a 30 to 33 DK point type game. And at 5500 it's value. It's just not enough value for me to you know risk the floor on him. We talked about plenty of other value plays out there that are just a little bit more safer or maybe have a little higher ceiling. So he's in play, just not one of my favorite plays by any means. All righty. We have one game left, and we're cruising. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game, the Battle of L.A. L.A. Lakers, I want to say traveling, but taking on the L.A. Clippers. L.A. versus L.A. Amir Coffey, Serge Ibaka ruled out for the Clippers. Catavius Colwell, Pope, Anthony Davis, Marcus Saul, Kyle Kuzma, all probable. Dennis Schroeder, LeBron, Jared Dudley, all ruled out. As far as the game total, it's 222.5. Clippers favored by 7.5 points. We'll start off with the Lakers. A lot of studs on this slate. We've talked about it. Anthony Davis coming in at 9-6 with no LeBron. Where does he fall in this category? He's in play. Uh, For me, it's just going to come down to, again, a game script. I'm not playing Anthony Davis unless I'm probably playing one of these guys in the Clippers. And It's not that I don't think this game will stay close. It's just I prefer some of these other studs more. But if you wanted a game script it and you wanted to maybe shoot for an overtime, if you wanted to shoot for a back to, uh, back and forth scenario type game, maybe run it back with like a Leonard or something. Sure. I just don't see myself doing it. I, I you know, I, I think it's a decent chance that L.A. just finds themselves playing from behind for most of the game. Maybe it's not a blowout, but they might just be chasing eight to ten points for a lot of this game. And it's going to be tough for them. Andre Drummond coming in at sixty nine hundred. It's just tough knowing that he hasn't played more than twenty six minutes over the last five games. His ceiling feels to be right around that mid-30s to 4K price tag. So he could still pay off some return on the ceiling, or I mean on the floor. I just haven't seen that Andre Drummond ceiling that I love paying for. The 50s, the 45s, even in limited minutes, this guy can get it. It's just 
We talked about so many other center options. Where does he fall? He doesn't fall for me. I just don't think I'd play him. I haven't played him in a while, and I'll probably continue riding that train. The guys I will look at, though, would be some of these guys taking advantage of the wing minutes, especially because Taylor Horton Tucker is dealing with his own thing as well. He's not on the injury report, so we could probably expect him to play, although kind of still kind of questionable. He's kind of in that Christian Wood territory that we saw. He wasn't on the injury report, uh, but he ended up missing the game anyway. If If he does sit, you know, guys like, Ben McLemore, 3,300, would absolutely be a value play. Catavius Caldwell Pope at 3,900 would absolutely be a value play. You know, looking at these guys, Wesley Matthews, I wouldn't want to play him. He'll probably see a few extra minutes. They'll just give him that for defense. But a lot of these wings are going to have to play with no Schroeder, no LeBron, possibly no Taylor Horton Tucker. Minutes have to get played somewhere. So take a look at those guys if you need the value. I think I still prefer a guy like Desmond Bain, but it's pretty close. You could look at both. Maybe you need both of them. Maybe you want to go super value. On the other side of the ball, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Paul George coming in at 9,500. Kawhi Leonard coming in at 88. If I had to pick one of these guys, I think I prefer Leonard. Splitting hairs, but you know these guys could think it do. I prefer Leonard, though. 8,800. Outside of those two guys, you know, we have Patrick Beverly back in the lineup. Reggie Jackson still started, still played the majority of the minutes. He's 5,400. I eventually expect those minutes to not creep down too, too, too much. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Rondo, they brought him in. Beverly's still the best defensive point guard that they have. Something's got to give. These guys can't all split the minutes. They can't all play all the minutes. So keep your eye on his minutes. Same thing with Terrence Mann. Both those guys might be in store for, a, you know, a slight hit. The guy I do want to take a look at might be uh, it might be another center, and it might be less than 4K. It might be DeMarcus Cousins, 3,700. Played against his former team, Battle of L.A. He loves these types of narratives. He's been playing great. Uh, signed that contract for the rest of the season. He's been playing a little bit more minutes than we're used to seeing from him as well. They said it themselves. There's no Serge Ibaka. He does not have a timetable. <clears throat> so until then, it's just going to be uh, Zubak, and it's going to be DeMarcus Cousins. So don't mind taking stabs at Cousins. I prefer him over Zubats, even though Zubats is still playing the majority of minutes. It's just a great point per minute producer. So for me... Kawhi Leonard, DeMarcus Cousins, just wanted to take a stab at one of these other guys. I wouldn't fall to, but they're not primary options of mine whatsoever. I think they're just kind of, uh, they're there. But that brings us home. That is the slate. That is everything I have for you guys for the seven games. So we cruised right through it. We got through it in 26 minutes. We'll jump into our player tiers right now. So starting off at the expensive player tier, I kind of already gave it. It's Westbrook, but... Uh, you know, actually, you know what? We could do that. There's like probably about six or seven guys priced over 9,500 tonight. So being able to kind of decipher which expensive guy you want to play is going to be huge. Uh, but I'll go with a nice little mid-tier guy too. Somebody in that like that 8K range and it'll be Pascal Siakam. But for the mid-tier, under 8K, you know, the guys that we can look at that we can feel pretty comfortably about. Uh, there's a few of them. I think a lot of them are going to be those guard guys that I've talked about a little earlier in the show, a little bit more towards the beginning. Uh, you know, your Lamella Balls, your your Fred Van Vliet's, your Kyle Lowry's. I think all those guys are firmly in play. But, I mean, if you're if you're kind of still listening to this at this point and you're trying to get the the player tier, you're probably looking for some value, I guess. Uh, so if you want some value, you know, TJ McConnell, if Malcolm Brogdon's rolled out, we know his upside. We know what his floor would probably look like with those two guys rolled out. And then we'll get to that value tier, which I'll probably name a couple just because we have so many guys, so many guys for value tonight. Now, which guys are the sure lock-ins? Um, I would think Desmond Bain. 
Desmond Bay is probably going to be my favorite value play on this slate when you're talking about just position eligibility, shooting guard, small forward. You could look at Caleb Martin at 39 as well. He has very similar position eligibility. We talked about several centers. Dwight Powell most likely play about 28, 29 minutes. He's 3,500. So there's a lot of value that we could take advantage of. Seku is only 3,500. A lot of those guys over there in Detroit, Saban Lee is another one at 34. So pick your value, pick it correctly, make sure it correlates, make sure you feel good about your lineup. Never stop tinkering. Watch the news, monitor the news, follow us on Twitter, get in the Discord. There's a lot of things that you need to do in order to be successful in DFS at this point in time of the season. If you're just a set it and forget it type guy, you're going to lose yourself more money uh, than, than you'd probably like to. So if you're not going to be able to follow it, maybe maybe just limit yourself. Maybe do turbo contests. Maybe, you know, if you're not going to do those all slate, if you're not going to be available all slate, limit yourself. Play smart. Get into the right contest. That is all I have for you guys. Really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Taking the time out of your day to spend it with me. We'll be back tomorrow. It will be Santino. It will be Will. I say tomorrow, but I'm recording this the morning of. So they'll be back tonight. Uh, Santino and Will, they'll be crushing that. I'm sorry. It's Will and Dave. I got this. I'll one day get the schedule down. Will and Dave will be crushing it. Thank you guys for listening. Let's go out there. Let's take down some tournaments. Let's crush some GPPs. We'll clear home our cash, build that bankroll, and end the season on the right now. Take care, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.